In this episode, I speak with Erin Williams from PR agency Modern Day Communications. Erin's earliest career started when she convinced her father to open a family daycare business from their home for six and a half years, where it grew to be the most booked out daycare in their area. During that time, Erin started a publication called the Modern Day Living Magazine. She wanted to provide something cool for all the amazing mums she'd met that wasn't baby-focused or filled with high-end fashion. She had a strong focus on working mums, lifestyle, wellness, inspiration, and balance. From there, Erin started her PR agency. After her magazine's third issue, she took a leap of faith and went over to LA to expand it and create more growth. It paid off. They're headed into their ninth issue. In 2020, when COVID hit, Erin decided to create a second publication, Influence Magazine, which focuses on digital creators, influencers, beauty, lifestyle, and all things social media. When the world moved into the second year of COVID and with some media having died down a bit, Erin decided to create a monthly beauty and wellness subscription box called Bloom Beauty Box. That way she could still manage to get her clients' brands out there into people's hands and gain exposure, whilst always making sure they had a backup in case business had to change. Both of Erin's magazines are now sold in 12 countries and her PR agency is growing daily with half her clients in the States, and the other half in Australia. Welcome to the Rare Conversations podcast. I'm Leonie Milano, and I chat with creative entrepreneurs and business owners around the world about what it takes to start, sustain, scale, and sell a business. We talk about real-life scenarios to help you understand the path before you, to inspire your journey. I transitioned from working in film, TV, and global events to working with creative entrepreneurs through mindset coaching and mentoring. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs embrace the journey, understand themselves better, accelerate their growth, and get the most out of life, making sure they have a hell of a lot of fun along the way. Erin, it is so lovely to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you going? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, it's my pleasure. You do a lot of things, as I mentioned in the intro. I'm very curious to see... And I know a little bit about how you started, but if you can elaborate a little bit more and how you ended up with these different offshoots. Yeah, of course. So I um, started my first business when I was 20. That was a family daycare business. And at that point, I sort of didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. I had a couple of different PR and marketing jobs, but It just wasn't for me at the time. I think I was um, way too young to sort of go into that industry to start with, with no experience either. So then I had a couple of other little jobs here and there. And then I decided that um, I would sort of go back to what was most comfortable for me at that time, which was looking after children. After convincing my dad to let us let me use his house um, or our family <laughs> home, I love that. <laughs> yeah, after um, going back and forth, I was the last one as well. I'm the youngest of four, so right. everyone else had moved out. And then I came to him and was like, "Oh, hey, can I start a family daycare? It's a perfect setup." A couple of times he said no to start with, and then I finally got him over the line. And he said, oh, you know, I'll give you six months, see how it goes. And then it was like six and a half years later and we moved three times and I sort of followed them every time oh, they wow. moved. 
with a whole wow. heap of kids. But it was oh, really that's nice. Interesting. You know, yeah, the families became, you know, a very big part of our family. Everyone sort of knew each other. They all knew my parents. So that was really nice. Um, but then as I sort of started to get older, I wasn't really in love with doing that as much as what I had been, um, which was probably just the fact that I was getting older as well. And then I... I don't really have that much of an exciting story of how I first started the modern day living. I just one day thought, what else can I do whilst I've still got my daycare? But you did find a gap in the market, didn't you? Yeah, I think we have. That's been a a whole journey itself as well. Um, And then I just sort of thought... I had worked with so many mums around the area that, um, you know, there's so many amazing magazines out there, but none that's focused on um, a focus of working mums and balance and lifestyle and that sort of thing, still covering uh, cool things like fashion and beauty and all of that as well, but actual real life stories and not so much gossip magazines either Mm. um, or or high-end magazines. So Mm. we started off an A5 um, print magazine and I would just deliver it around to cafes and then um, just try and get people sort of advertising and then sort of um, two issues went by and then the second issue we had Jules Sebastian on the cover and she was amazing to work with she was so lovely um, and then after that I sort of that was when I sort of realized I think I can do a little bit better than this than an A5 magazine like Jules having Jules on the cover as well I was like you know it was really cool to work with someone too that was like at that next level as well so then and for anyone who doesn't know her can you say a little bit about Jules I love Jules yes I love her so she is um Guy Sebastian's wife uh she's stylist for anyone who doesn't know Guy Guy, he's an Australian singer. Um, he's amazing as well. They live in Sydney. So, yeah, she's she's a, a, such an amazing girl. She's so lovely. She was so easy to work with. Um, and, yeah, I would, I would work with her again if we had the opportunity. So, yeah, and then I just realised after that, okay, I think I – we need to do, I need to do something else with it. A5 was like not really enough and it was kind of a bit boring for me as well. It wasn't really the challenge that I thought that I was going to sort of put myself under. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were super lucky to have Mel B on um, her Scary Spice from Spice Girls mm-hmm. um, on the fourth issue. And then um, I ended up taking it to LA and launched it over there and basically um, the rest is history with it, really. And I came back and said to my families, I'm really sorry, but I think I'm done. Um, That's a you know, pretty quick trajectory, isn't it? Yes, it is. It did all happen very quickly. There were probably a few steps that are maybe along the way that I cut, but um, I sort of had in my head that that's what I wanted to do and I was going to do it and I gave myself a timeline and we were over in the States by October and I had the party and that, and then throughout that time though I had also started my PR agency, Modern Day Communications. So mm-hmm. I just had like one or two little clients at the time. It was just enough to sort of help me get through because I did. That's actually of, I- great that you had the magazine and then yeah. to go into the PR yeah, so I think that that um, really like looking back now, I think that's what's really helped me a lot um, create that side of 
the business as well as having the magazine because it's just helped getting people sort of wanting to work with you too because then they have an opportunity to be featured in a magazine which is not that easy for a lot of businesses or people to just get a feature in a magazine so that was sort of what we um, offered with each other like if you know once we started working together and then they'd have a feature in the magazine as well so that's sort of how it all started. And in the beginning, when you started your magazine, did you have a background in design, in graphics, in layout? How did you go about that? No, I um, I don't. So I, there's a bit of a joke in our team always really that I'm hopeless at design. I have absolutely no design skill whatsoever. I am too. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> I love it I so design. much, but I'm so Yeah, I love it. it. And I love looking at really pretty things, but if you ask me to design something, it's just not going to happen. And so I just outsourced. I've um, found my sort of my first designer, asked if they knew how to design a magazine and then just sort of went from there, really. I didn't really have any experience. I'm not even a writer either, so I don't have that experience either. Did you outsource that as well? Yeah, I outsourced that. Yeah, so I found all the interviews, um, put a couple of interview questions together for for some of the features and the articles and then um, got a writer to sort of put it all together. That's pretty good. That's pretty awesome, (laughs) really. You you just didn't have any excuses. You just went all in. Yeah, I just had it in my head and then it was sort of just do it and see what happens. That's incredible. The PR agency, the landscape for PR, I think, changes so much. Businesses need to be seen and they need to have PR of some sort. People need to know you exist. Posting something on Instagram won't necessarily help you if you don't have a strategy and you're not being really active in using it in a way that maximizes Instagram's potential. As an example, can you talk about the benefits of PR to anybody who might be listening who've never engaged with a PR agency? Yeah. So that's the thing, like with PR, it is always changing as well. Exactly like what you've said, it is forever moving. It moves really fast. There's something new all the time as well. So you've sort of always got to try and be ahead and just make sure that you're on ball with like what else is coming out. I think the thing is now that because we do have social media and so many different platforms of it, there are so many different ways with PR now than what there was maybe 10 years ago even five years ago, so much is changing. So people will quite often think, you know, oh, well, I can't afford to be in a magazine or our business isn't at that level yet or in a position to be featured in a magazine. But there's so many other options with PR now other than just print magazines. And that's obviously tricky for me because I've got two magazines. So we want people to obviously be a part of them. Um, Mm. But then the communication side, there's so many other amazing opportunities for brands to get exposure and brand awareness at events and just different platforms now, whether it's whether it is Instagram or TikTok or, you know, so many different things uh, other than just being in a print publication or a newspaper or something like that as well. So PR is really important for brands, for their brand exposure and brand awareness. And there's so many options that I don't think even so many people know about. Um, I think think it's very overwhelming. Yes. For people that they don't really understand. Yeah, for sure. And I can see why, because it does 
it does get like that as well. Um, and then a lot of people don't really understand what it really is entirely. So I think that that's what scares people off sometimes or for small businesses too or businesses that are just starting, they think, you know, we, we can't afford PR. Like that's just out of the question. There's so many amazing different like strategies to use with PR for brands as well um, other than just, you know, the mainstream. I think being a part of events now too, obviously the last two years has been hard, but um, moving forward though, I think that that's like an amazing way for brands, sorry, for brands to really like get their name out there along with using influencers as well, obviously, of course. Can you talk a little bit about your second magazine, Influenced, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. and the difference? So that one is specifically targeted towards creators, correct? Yes, yeah. yes, correct. So Influenced magazine, I started that in 2020, so actually right at the beginning of COVID. Knowing yeah, COVID was happening, you jumped in. Yes, right. yeah. So a very I, love, I love the way you do this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it was a bit of a bad time for me to start that. But again, I already had in my head that I was doing it. We already got our cover stars. We had two on the one cover at that time. And it was just something that I didn't want to put on hold, but it was also a way that if my PR agency was slowing down. I was sort of hoping that that was going to be something else that we could do at the same time to also try and keep my team busy so I didn't have to sort of say to anyone, you know, I can't have you anymore or, you know, part-time sort of thing. So we were lucky. We got through the first issue and went to print. We were super lucky to get them out and delivered um, and that was great. So they influenced has a focus on digital creators, the world of social media, and still covering beauty, lifestyle, fashion, but um, very different to the modern day living. So it's uh, probably a little bit more cheeky as well. I would say not as not as serious. <laughs> and they're the model for them. Uh, their their advertising. I mean, is that how they continue to exist? Yeah, so we, um, with both, so we still have, um, with, with influenced. So the idea is obviously to just focus on current influences at the time. And then right. hopefully, you know, we'll have people that will want to come to us and say, you know, we want to be on the cover if we can get to that next level, which obviously the last year or so has been a little bit slower than what I would have liked just due to COVID. And then we have lots of different brands that we work with that are advertised in the magazines or we feature or do different um, collaborations with. Right. It's a very good area to be in because we're moving into the creator economy now and micro influencers. I think sometimes brands, small businesses think, oh, they're too tiny to compete. But I think in the digital landscape, they have a lot more control and power yes. to create their own narrative. Correct. Yeah. So if somebody was to come to you, just say a small business wants to come to you and they've never done PR before. Yep. They're on Instagram, but they don't really have a lot of experience with it. What are the steps that you would take in advising them and trying to figure out what they could do? 
We actually get this quite a lot with a lot of our brands and businesses that we work with. And it's just, it's more just the fact that because if this is not your area either, and there's so many people that are so good at once, like like myself as well, so good at one side of your business and then another side is just not for you at all. Mm-hmm. So people come to us and say, we want this, this and this, and we want it all in the first month. And, you know, we want to see that all of this money is coming in the first month if we spend this with you. And that's just not how it works because there's so many steps that we have to take to even set up certain parts Mm. of social media or might be the fact that their social media page that they have at the moment their content creation might be really lacking. So then we do their content creation and then sort of get a bit of a flow and aesthetic going on their page, which then hopefully will start getting people engaged. And then then there's obviously using influencers. So what I usually would say to clients is what, what do you feel is the most important thing that you want or that you need right now? And then let's sort of talk about how we can help you execute that, how we can get that going. Or we will then say, okay, maybe you don't need to do that right now because that might be like month two or month three that we need to do that. Right. At the same time, sometimes depending on the brand as well or the product, there might not be a point in doing PR if they have no social media page either. So we might say, look, let's focus on really building the social media, the content creation, getting the website right, fixing little things as well that people don't realize that actually need fixing or a little bit of help with to make the customer's journey just that little bit easier on their page as well. And then we might say, then let's start PR in month two and then bring in some extra services that they might need. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely really figure out what it is that you need first, what's like an absolute need, and then maybe what's a want as well. Yeah, and actually getting the help to understand what it is that you need. Yes. And like you said, people want really quick results, but it's like building a house. you got to have the foundation and then you can have the additional layers and then you can scale it and get it to where. Exactly. Yeah, and I understand that as well. I mean, especially when you are a small business too and you're putting money into things and you're sort of trying this or you're trying that and you think to yourself, I just want that to work. Or if I do put that budget in or that amount of money, is it going to work? So I do understand that as well. But then I also know from like our side too, there are steps that we have to take to get them to that level as well or get them to the next point. And that would include the story behind the brands as well, which is such a huge part of it because people buy who you are, not necessarily. It's about the feeling. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's getting all of that right, getting your market right. So many people, again, will ask them what's their target market. They might say 18 to 50. Yes, so, I get that all the time. <laughs> yeah, and Again, I totally understand that. But then you have to look at your product as well and sort of think, okay, well, would an 18-year-old like young girl or male wear that or use that as opposed to maybe a 50-year-old female or or male as well? Mm. So, you know. Once that's explained, it it hopefully makes a lot more sense. But I think this is one of the biggest things is people get confused with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's another part sort of explaining that to them. And then once they do understand that and we can sort of say, this is maybe who you should focus on targeting, then it makes sense. And then the ones around it can come in if they want. Exactly. Yeah. 
Your PR agency, it's based in Australia, but you have opened in LA. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about how that happened and especially LA? And I think LA is a very big hub for influencers and creator economy. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, again, it was the magazine, so the modern day living that sort of led me there. I do love LA. So it was sort of a passion for me and a goal to work with people that are over there and different brands and creators or celebrities, influencers that I know as well, if I have the chance to work with them, and I have been lucky enough to work with some really great people and still do now, that that's also going to help my business as well. So the more I can work with them too and showcase what we can do, hopefully that will sort of allow even bigger brands here in Australia to want to work with us as well. Um, Right, because we always want that overseas factor, don't we? Yeah, yeah. And there's just, uh, I I find as well over there, obviously there's more options as well. There's more people, there's more going on. So for me, we have, so our main team is here in Melbourne in Australia. And then I have a couple of team members over in LA as well. So a majority of our clients at the moment though are actually in LA. So yeah, it's just sort of the way that it's worked out and it works well with the magazines. So that's sort of how we got there. Hey everyone, I'm excited to jump in here and let you know about my upcoming program for 2022. People say knowledge is power, but that's not entirely true. If you do nothing with that knowledge, it's worthless. If you implement it, you become unstoppable. Creating your own business takes work, commitment, dedication to getting tasks done, working through the frustrations when you realize it's more than you thought and you feel like you're always on the verge of quitting. The easy thing to do is give up, but that just perpetuates a cycle because when there is something you can't stop thinking about, something that you really want to create, you'll never be able to shake it. What we're not taught in school is how our brain actually works. It is so hardwired with our individual beliefs based on our own life experiences that it takes the utmost awareness to know what you need to do differently to achieve your goals. This is the single biggest thing that can be the deciding factor on how well you live your life. When you're starting a new business, there are stages you need to go through. Analysis, planning, testing, strategizing, taking action, in tandem with accountability and support, etc. This is what I help my clients with. In my 10-week program, I'll take you from being stuck and not knowing how to grow to getting clarity and confidence that will get you to the next level. We'll make sure your niche, target market, offer, and strategy is solid by implementing systems and a step-by-step action plan to strengthen your foundation that will allow you to grow faster than you could have imagined. You'll gain clarity and confidence with every step, not ever having to return to where you were ever again. I work with a limited number of clients at any time and to really help you, it needs to be a mutually beneficial fit. This is for someone serious about their growth, for someone who's tired of just getting by to having a healthy business that actually makes money. If this sounds like something you're interested in, send me an email to hello at leonimilano.com. That's L-E-O-N-I-M-I-L-A-N-O.com with the word apply. And we can jump on a call to see if this works. If you can tell me one thing that you got out of this episode, 
I'll add an exclusive bonus. Now let's get back to the episode. It all ties in very complimentary, doesn't it? You have events in LA as well, or you're, I mean, you're going to, I'm sure, yeah, COVID yeah, kind of yes. knocked everything over. But how, how is it looking now? What's the environment like over in LA now for events? Well, I was just over there in December and January and it was amazing. So we had an event actually for um, Modern Day Communications and both the magazines as well. So there wasn't as many people that came as what I would have liked or thought that there was going to as well. Because of COVID, they're sort of still a little bit on and off, but there's lots of events happening. They're pretty much back, back to normal, back to business. So hopefully this year now we can get back over there a couple more times and sort of start to attend more events, go to things with our clients as well. Obviously, the last two years has been non-existent for that. So that's definitely something that I want to try and aim to get to this year a little bit more. And your magazine, is that monthly? So both of them are quarterly. So we've got Influenced, the next issue is um, March, so at Mm -hmm. the end of month, Um, and then the Modern Day Living, the next one, will be April. So it's a bit of a a juggle with them both, sort of their timelines, but we make it work. Yeah, and I can't imagine having them monthly just yet (laughs) with with your schedule that you've got. Yeah, I don't don't think I have. Maybe not dive in that much, that quickly. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk about that you have, uh, which I love, is the Bloom Beauty Box. Yes. How did that come about? Again, last year, just with COVID, I was just trying to think of something else that we could do or sort of bring in to just make sure that if anything happened, we had something else to focus on as well. I didn't want to ever get to a point where, like, we were lucky enough, and I think that this is because with the PR side of things, a lot of our clients are all e-commerce, so which is great for them because over the last couple of years, their businesses just skyrocketed, which was great. Nice. Um, you know, people doing skincare or they wanted to look good while they were at home work, working out, so they had active wear. And then we sort of, because of the media was dying down a little bit because there was no events and that sort of thing, we thought, why don't we sort of start our own monthly beauty and wellness and lifestyle subscription box? We had a couple of boxes left over from something that we did earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually didn't want them to go to waste either. So <laughs> I was like, why don't we try this? Um, we'll get a few influences, see what we can do. That way our clients as well are still getting exposure, still working with influencers that maybe they wouldn't have the opportunity to work with on their own either. So we did that and then I didn't really expect it to take off as fast as what it did in the first month. So we get, again, we sort of started it at a hard time because it was late October, early November. So then we were going into Christmas. So we only got two boxes out, but the next one is coming out in March. So now we've totally rebranded it. We've got some really great brands on board as well. So that was mainly just to get more exposure for our brands too and to use some leftover packaging that we had. So the kinds of things that you have in the box, it's more than beauty. Yes. Yeah. So we've got um, lifestyle products. So we've got a a wallet, we've got a fragrance, um, accessories. We have really beautiful crystals coming as well from a brand um, in Sydney. So yeah, it's a bit of a mixture and that just, yeah, I know a couple of 
Yeah, yep. And then we're we're doing it over in America as well. So everything sort of ties back to having that. And will that be an American kind of centric box and the Australian one you'll have like Australian people or you? Well, not really because a lot of the brands that I've got at the moment all ship internationally. So um, we've sort of managed to just like a couple of our brands over in the States that want to be a part of it, they're a part of it, and then brands that are here and then brands that have just sort of reached out that have contacted that want to be a part of it sort of based everywhere, which um, has been really nice as well. If somebody wants to be a part of that box, if somebody, if there is a small business that has a product, mm-hmm. are they able to work with you in any of these different areas or do they need to be your client in the PR agency before they could potentially be featured in the magazine or have a product in the beauty box? No, so they don't need to work with us through PR or through the agency. They can sort of just, if they find us online, they can reach out. If they want to be a part of the magazine, we have different advertising options or different review options that we do with brands, different types of collaborations that we do as well. So they definitely don't have to work with us through the agency. Sometimes it just happens that then they find out that we do have an agency as well. So they might want to know more about that if their business needs a little bit of help with their PR or social media. So again, that's sort of how we've met different people and Mm -hmm. different clients. But yeah, they don't, they definitely don't have to work with us through the agency to be a part of any of it really. And it's probably a good way if they start with one thing and they can see how that goes and then move in to get experience with the other areas. Yeah, Which I yeah. think all of those areas are really important, especially if you have an e-commerce brand and understanding the landscape. And just what you said earlier is always having to be a step ahead with what is coming in. Yes. Um, you must have to do a lot of research. Yes. <laughs> I spend a lot of time on my phone and my computer. There is a lot of research that goes on throughout the day, but I am lucky though. I do. I've got a really great team at the moment as well. So that allows me to spend the time doing that to make these things sort of happen while they're looking after the clients or working with them or doing their areas that they need to focus on whilst I am able to bring new things to the team to help us all sort of grow and help them be able to grow in their roles and positions here as well. So that I think makes it a little bit easier. Yes. And I think what you've just said is really important as well. Once you know how to do something in your business, give it to somebody else so you can be focusing on growing the business. It doesn't really apply to you. I I like to think we need to know how something works first, you know, to be able to talk about what what are the steps involved and you can understand how long something might take. But for people like us that aren't great at design, (laughs) (laughs) outsourcing immediately. I don't mind writing, but I really just, it takes a lot of time for me. Yes. Yeah, it does. How did you feel about letting those very key things go? I mean, obviously design, I can understand if you're not great at design, it needs to look decent when you, especially when you're out there and you're trying to attract certain clientele. It has been hard over, over time, just because I do 
like to sometimes tend to control things, but not not in the way that I, I'm definitely not a micromanager at all. I I don't like that. Um, I don't really believe in that either. So that's why I've got a team for them to be able to be a part of it and do their job so I don't have to do it. But I think it was more just that for so long I was sort of doing everything on my own that it was just finding the right people, the right people that you connect with as well and that the clients are going to connect with too because it's I obviously like start off with them first so it's easy for them to sort of ask to have a really great connection or want to sort of continue working together but I can't sort of work with everyone either so it's important that you know who one of my account managers are working with they've got a really great relationship with the clients as well and sort of get to know each other on on a basis that like I don't need to always be with them or or be checking in. I usually do check in with all of our clients anyway, and it just so happens that we all right. talk quite often. But it just means it's it's more, it, it puts me at ease knowing that whilst I'm focusing on some other things, that everything's okay as well. That I know my team have got it as well. So, And you've yeah, set, it, was, it sounds like you've set up that relationship with your clients from the get-go that they understand that you're not going to be, you know, because I think some clients might be like, no, I just want to work with Erin. But if you start it right at the beginning yeah. and educate yeah. the client, I think educating the client is a really important part of yes, anything. Yes, absolutely. Yep. So most of the time I will uh, meet with them, get them on board and then explain to them that they will have an account manager that will oversee all of their account, work with them one-on-one weekly. I also work with a lot of our clients over in the States. So they're sort of only so much I can I can do as well so which is why it is well you got two magazines well you got a PR agency (laughs) and a a subscription box yeah (laughs) so um that's why it is important that my team we all have a great relationship and that they know what I want and that I can obviously trust them to do it which I do and they do a great job at it so I think that that definitely makes it easier if I was worried all the time that they well what was going on or I need to check on this then Mm. it would make things a lot harder Mm. and they all work across everything your people yeah yeah, oh, so great. we're kind of a bit of a um, organised chaos, but it works. I mean, I they're, they're all very organised and I'm probably the most chaotic one. So, <laughs> but yeah, it works though. So they, and, and it, it's fun for them. They like it because they have variety as well. So, mm-hmm. um, and they have and autonomy do- and that's huge. Exactly. And we've got an amazing designer. She's amazing. So I don't need to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. What are some of the more memorable events that you've had since you started? Oh gosh, there's um, there's probably a few, but um, I mean, having Mel B on the cover of Modern Day Living, even though that was for the magazine, but having a Spice Girl, someone who you know, I grew up absolutely loving the Spice Girls, right. so that will probably that will probably never leave me as exciting because she's a spice girl so you know and never ever in my wildest dreams would I have I thought at that stage as well they would have said yes to it did you, know, you just no do an idea. outreach yeah I just reached out to them and asked them and had That's no amazing. idea what I was saying to them at the time really I probably would look back at that email now and be like oh my gosh why did I like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but 
yeah, it worked. And so that is probably definitely a highlight. But I, I have been really, really lucky, though, with the agency too, to work with some really great brands and people as well. Even the people that we're starting to work with now over in the States even more is exciting. But there's been so many, so I probably can't really pinpoint one. But that's a really good one. And that just brings me to the point of creating your own opportunities. And I think a lot of people sit and they don't know what to do. They don't know where to start or how to start. And I think you just really have to look at what it is that you want and go after it, regardless of what happens. Yeah. I love that you said, uh, I had no idea that. So you just put it out there and thought, okay, if I hear back, I'm going to hear back. So you weren't angsty about it. No, and it was like within, they were so quick as well because her agency is in the UK. So when I was going to bed, they were waking up and I remember getting the email and I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, Brill B is going to be on the cover. Um, So, yeah, that was was really exciting. And, again, she was great. Oh, it must have been huge. Yeah, it was huge and um, just, yeah, uh, probably something that I'll never, never forget. So, yeah, it was just um, I just had it in my head. You never know. Yeah, exactly. And at the point, at the time, I was like, look, if they say no, it doesn't matter. Like we're Mm. only starting out anyway. The magazine was only going on its um, third, she was on the third issue. So Mm -hmm. we actually hadn't, um, we actually hadn't even, she was the first A4 print magazine too. So I was (laughs) You probably felt good about that. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, (laughs) yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. So um, I was so sure that they were going to say no. And yeah, when they said yes, it was it was pretty amazing. So I think that that also was a time that I was like, okay, I need to step it up now. I need to really get things moving because I can't stop now. I've just had Mel B on the cover. <laughs> it's really great. Like the whole community that you're creating, everybody needs everybody. They need to get press. And the target audience that you are catering to is perfect for her. Yes. You know, so you yeah. have this whole ecosystem going on. Yeah. And she had an amazing story at that time as well with what she was going through. And people sort of did want to know about that. You know, everyone was pretty intrigued with it as well. I mean, I know that I'm still, still even now, I'm still at a point where I probably I need to work with these people far more than what they need to work with me, um, especially because there are so many PR agencies and PR people over in the states as well that would have so much more experience than me in working with higher celebrities and higher end brands and that sort of thing as well. But I think um, we're also lucky too that we do we are Australian and they love Australians. They love that international sort of vibe um and that you know mm-hmm. we can offer them a cover exactly and I love that she she doesn't just go to all the big ones it's nice yeah. to change it up and I think it's also really smart congrats on getting that that's huge yeah. thank you yeah it was exciting so so you've yeah. got another issue coming out in March yes so that's um influenced magazine will be that's influenced right yeah so we were actually just playing around um with the last final cover today and then that'll go out next week we'll release the cover next week so that's exciting and And then then modern day comes out when that's in april so just around the corner (laughs) right you have a quick a quick breather and then it's straight back 
yeah back in yeah pretty much yeah so you must love that chaotic energy of going for it like you can't really rest on your laurels too much yeah no I um I do sometimes tend to struggle to relax a little bit um Mm. but that's mainly just because I know I'm still at a point where I've got so much growing to do and so much that I need to do and so much that I've got to give that I sort of want to get it all done and try and not waste a minute. Um, Mm. And I've also got a lot of people that rely on me as well. Mm. Like I don't just have myself now because I've got a team, I've got clients, um, you know, distributors, subscribers. So there's a lot more than like myself as opposed to, you know, like six or seven years ago when I first started and it was just me or a couple of contractors. Mm. Um, So that sort of is a bit more of a drive as well. And just to know that I want to continue to get to that next level. So I'm definitely a little bit chaotic some days. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, what is your next level? Is that to continue to, you'll keep the magazines as quarterlies as you keep growing? Yeah, I think definitely for now they will stay quarterly. I mean, ideally it would be amazing to see them go monthly eventually, but it's a lot of work. Two magazines mm. is a lot of work. Um, it's it's a lot of time that needs to go into them as well. It's a lot of research. So definitely I think they'll just stay quarterly for now, but I've got the goals of people that I would love to see on the cover one day um, of both of Manifest them. Manifest so- that. yeah yeah so hopefully one day we might we might have those people we've had a pretty good list so far so if we can just continue to get that little bit um a little bit higher would be amazing and then with modern day communications would be just to continue to grow to be a larger agency be able to offer more work with higher end brands higher end celebrities and just to continue to really grow our presence here in Australia and over in the States too. So, um, yeah, that's that's probably. You could then, which I've done before, is I love summer. That's why I live yeah. in Dubai. <laughs> but yeah. I, would, I would be in Sydney for six months and then I went to LA. I remember I thought, oh, I just need to do this. I can have yes. summer all year round. Yeah, I would love to do that. Yes, I definitely right? would love to. But yes, everyone knows how much I do love LA as well. So we'll see what happens for the future. Might be on the cards to move. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. How can people reach out to you? You have the magazines working with you as a PR agency, potentially being in your beauty box. Yes. Yep. So they can reach out via like our social media handles or me personally. Do you want to just run through what your Instagram handles are? Yes. Yep. So modern day communications, our Instagram is just at modern day communications. And then we have MDC creative, which is just a part of modern day communications. So that's where we do all the content creation. So that Mm -hmm. handle is MDC creative underscore. And Mm -hmm. then we've got Bloom Beauty Box is Bloom Beauty Box underscore underscore. So Mm -hmm. they can reach out if they want their brand to be a part of the box. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we have both magazines. So um, that's Influenced underscore magazine and that's uh, that's 
the handle on IG. And then the Modern Day Living is just at the Modern Day Living magazine. So we have all of our email addresses connected to the pages um, or they can email me directly as well. Which Okay, great. So if, I, if somebody has a question, they can just reach out and ask you and you can yeah, advise yeah. them on, on what yeah. could work. The yeah, magazine, are they are the magazine subscription or are they available as one-offs? They're available as one-offs, so they can subscribe or just purchase um, a, a one-off print or a one-off digital. So, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you again. It was so great to chat with you today. No, thank you so much. It was so good being a part of this. I really appreciate it. You take care and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. You too. See you later. You've just finished listening to an episode of Rare Conversations. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to leave a review and share it with a friend who you think would be interested in this topic. And if you have a business question, please send it in to us. We may very well answer it in our next episode. So be sure to tag me on social media at Leone Milano. The show notes and other information can be found on our website at www.leonimilano.com. Thank you again for listening and we look forward to having you back with us again soon.